thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you join us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. We invite you along with the studio audience, become a student and get your Bible, get your notepad and take some notes on whatever device you use. Because I tell you what, the blessing of the Lord will give answers to your life. And as we feed on the word, his blessing flows. Amen. Today, we're going to start teaching about some of the healings that happened under Jesus's earthly ministry. There's around 19 individual cases of healings recorded under Jesus's ministry in the four gospels. But listen, those aren't the only ones that were healed. Um, of course, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels. They are the, they're the books that record Jesus's earthly ministry. And some of them will record the same incident. So uh, you might read it in several different books, but it's the same healing taking place. But we see something that John said in his writing. He said, if it could be recorded, all that should be written, that even the world itself could not contain the books of what Jesus did. What's that mean? That's a whole heap of workings, right? And so um, we, the Holy Spirit saw fit to record about 19 individual cases, not to mention the multitudes mm -hmm. that were healed, but just individuals. And uh, so the Holy Ghost selected these that are to be recorded for our benefit so we can know this. In these individual cases of healings that are recorded under Jesus' earthly ministry evidently teaches us everything we need to know about healing. Yes, right. That um, what did they do? What was involved? And um, how to not only receive our own healing does this show, but also how to minister healing to somebody who needs healing. So that's why we want to be a student of these uh, in a very particular way. And what I really intend to do is go through line by line, uh, sometimes down to word by word, uh, because we want to see what did they do. And when the Holy Spirit selects out for our, uh, for our advantage, these 19 cases, we need to take full advantage of what they show us. Amen. Amen. And so we want to do that because God wants you to receive your healing, but he also wants you to know how to minister healing. And so it shows us in these accounts. And so listen, if you're in need of healing, attach your faith to this word. Amen. You know, you can be healed just by listening to the word as you release your faith. I've had that happen to me. Just feeding on healing books and all of a sudden the power of God would come 
come on me and heal me. Why? Because my faith is attached to it. My faith gives God permission. So we want to look at Mark chapter 10 today. Mark chapter 10, and we'll start in verse 46. And I'm going to read the whole passage, and then I'm going to go back, and we're just going to look line by line. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. It reads, And they came to Jericho, and as uh, Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace or be quiet. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I think it's so important to see what he did after he was healed. He went the direction of Jesus. He didn't go back to he didn't go back into a lifestyle of the world. He didn't go back to just hanging out with his buddies at places of recreation. He went the direction of the one who blessed him. Amen. Amen. So let's go back to verse 46 and let's take this line by line. It says, blind Bartimaeus, he sat by the highway side begging. Now look at this. So many times or so few times rather in the scripture, do we ever see the people ministered to called by name? So this one gives us his name. Why does it give us his name? It gives us the idea that the writer knew his name. Meaning this, he was evidently well known in that community. And that's why his name is given because everyone knows blind Bartimaeus. Why would they be so acquainted with him? He's by the highway side. Everyone goes by the highway. And so they would have no doubt seen him along the course of their own travels, right? And so it records him because he's evidently well known in that region, making this more notable, right? That he received. And uh, people may have known him as blind Bartimaeus at the beginning, but they don't know him as blind Bartimaeus after that. They know him as healed Bartimaeus, right? You know, uh, just because you've been a certain way doesn't mean you have to stay a certain way. And just because uh, you may be known for one thing, you can be known for a different thing. You might be known. You might be known. Have been known for uh, how you how hard life you lived. Uh, Maybe you ran around with a gang. Maybe you ran around as an alcoholic. And people would have known you for what you used to do. But you can rewrite the story. I said, you can rewrite the story by what you choose to cooperate with. And this is what happened. Blind Bartimaeus' story was rewritten and now he's healed Bartimaeus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 47. And it says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Now see, when blind Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, oh, the man who's Miracles are being worked. Healings are being worked. Uh He knew something about that name that set him apart. Mm -hmm. 
And so when he heard it was him, notice this. It says, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. So now he knows something about his redemptive name, son of David. And so he's singling out, I know about you. When he calls him son of David, he's knowing something about him. That's, that's part of the covenant. And uh, he, he knew that the Messiah coming would be the son of David that would be Messiah. He's really calling him son of David, Messiah. He accepted him as that by calling him that. So he began to cry out uh, and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now look at the first phrase of verse 47. It says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, then he called him Jesus, son of David. Mm -hmm. So what do we know? Uh, Blind Bartimaeus had heard something about Jesus. He knew that there were miracles worked, healings worked. Mm -hmm. And so it matters what you hear. And it mattered to blind Bartimaeus that he had heard the right thing about Jesus. Now, there were people who weren't favorable toward Jesus. I mean, uh, he was opposed on every front throughout his earthly ministry. So you know that there were people giving wrong reports about Jesus, but there were also right reports given. And we see that blind Bartimaeus heard the right thing and chose to believe the right thing. It matters that if we hear the wrong thing, because sometimes we grow up hearing the wrong thing, that miracles are passed away, God's not healing anymore, and we hear the wrong thing. When we hear the wrong thing, we won't receive the right thing. We have to correct wrong hearing with right hearing. We have to hear right a right report about him because what you hear the word say is what you're going to be inclined to believe. What's the Bible say? Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But how many times, I mean, even today, you can hear people say, well, that happened because God was trying to teach somebody something. Well, that's wrong. I mean, that's not scripturally based. But when you hear that Jesus is a healer, When you hear that Jesus is a miracle worker, you hear the right thing, then you'll have faith for the right thing. So blind Bartimaeus heard the right thing and he heard something about what Jesus would do. But not only did he hear the right thing, he chose to believe the right thing. You know, you can hear the right thing and not believe it. So he not only heard the right thing, but he believed the right thing. You always hear, you always receive in line with what you believe. Every single one of us are receiving what we're believing. Well, praise the Lord. So um, he called out. Son of David. What's he calling him? Messiah. Messiah is a miracle worker. Messiah is a redeemer. Amen. Amen. Then um, I want you to look at Luke chapter 5. Now we're going to come back here to to Mark 10, but Luke chapter 5 and verse 15 to show you the importance of hearing some things. Luke 5 verse 15 reads, But so much the more went there a fame abroad of Jesus. And great multitudes came, look at this, they came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. They did not just come to be healed. They were healed. They came, it says, first to hear and to be healed. So I want you to see something that what you're hearing, 
matters in your receiving. They took time to hear. And in taking time to hear, then they were positioned to receive healing. Hearing positions us to receive healing. Hearing positions us to receive prosperity. It positions us to receive salvation. Everything we receive from God, we first heard it. You first heard it. A preacher, a, a fellow Christian, somebody told you, and when you heard something, now the a capacity to believe came. So hearing always precedes healing. When you need healing, start hearing. Start hearing. Some people say, God, why don't you hurry up and heal me? And we need to say, why don't you hurry up and hear? Because how many times do we say God's slow in healing? Sometimes we're slow in hearing. Because we, you know, the natural, the natural side, we, we put it back on God, right? So much of the time. But uh, no one would know to, re- know to believe to receive a healing from Jesus if we never heard him right. as a healer. Yeah. So it matters that we hear that he heals. Yes. I said it matters. it matters. That's why if you go to a place where they teach you that Jesus isn't healing anymore, it's very difficult to receive healing there. Because those things you're hearing are working against any faith you may have. What you hear matters. I tell you what, when you're believing God for a miracle, you can give no room to hearing anything except what God says. It it doesn't matter what loved ones say. If they're not, if they're not in line with what God says in his word, it could be life and death. What people around you are saying, you, when you're believing God for healing, you need faith words heard. You need to be surrounded by someone who's joining with you in faith and not trying to talk you out of your faith. So it does matter what church you go to. Um, I grew up precious people. In the denomination I grew up, precious church, but we never heard Jesus was healer. And you know why? Because we never heard it. We never saw it. No one was ever healed in our church. Why? Because we didn't hear it. You can only receive what you hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it matters what we hear. And if you're needing a miracle from God, make sure that you're getting rid of any hearing that's going to talk you out of a miracle. Don't surround yourself with any kind of talk other than miracle talk, faith talk, healing talk, because that's going to affect what you receive. Amen. And so this is blind Bartimaeus heard something. And what he heard determined what he did next. So it says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, notice this, he began to cry out. So notice this, uh, blind Bartimaeus couldn't see, but he still had his voice. So although he couldn't see, he used what he did have, which was his voice, and he started crying out. He used what he had to secure what he needed. He didn't just sit silently by and hope that Jesus would do something for him. He called. Now see, religious thinking would say, well, Jesus, now let me ask you this. Did God know that blind Bartimaeus needed healing? Sure he knew that. 
And he could have calculated this way, blind Bartimaeus. Well, if God knows I need healing, he'll just heal me. Uh Why doesn't he just heal me if he knows I need healing? God doesn't work because he knows we need something. He works because our faith invites him. God will not do anything uninvited. And it's our faith that invites him. And faith sounds like a call. (laughs) Faith is released through calling. Now see, when we hear the word taught, faith comes. But once we have faith, faith has to be released. Faith comes by hearing, but it's not released by hearing. You can't just hear, 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 and never have an action after that and receive a healing, receive a miracle. We have to not only hear, but once we hear and faith comes and faith is built in us, then we have to release that faith. Faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by, by words, yes. by speaking. Yes. It's also released by actions. Yes. And isn't speaking an action? Yes. It's an action. Yes. And so this is what blind Bartimaeus did. He heard something, but just because he heard, he knew he needed to take a further action. Now he called. Yes. That's right. That's right. So you can hear me talk about Jesus, the healer today, but now you need to call. Yes. Call him your yes. healer. Yes. Call for healing to come to that part of yes. your body. Yes. Amen. Amen. But notice uh, he did not call. Blind Bartimaeus did not call in desperation. Yes. See, there is, a, there is a call that some people make and it's out of desperation because fear is governing them. And so it's a panic. No, 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 no. The, the call of faith is not desperate sounding. No Christian is desperate. Why? Because we always have a provider. We always have a helper. We always have a healer. We're not desperate people. We are supplied people. We are provided for. But in our hunger, we call. But we're not desperate because desperate gives you the idea you're reaching in desperation trying to get something that you might not get hold of. We're not a desperate people. And faith is not desperate. I'm not desperate for God. I'm hungry for him. And because I'm hungry, I call, I receive, I invite him to move. Amen. Amen. And so he didn't call in desperation and fear Mm because desperation carries an air of fear about it. Uh, I got to hurry and get it. I'm I'm anxious. No, he, he called in faith. He called in faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Listen, because you have a heavenly father, you'll never be desperate again. Amen. I'll never be desperate yes. again. Amen. Now I'll stay hungry the rest of my life. Yes. Hungry for all he's provided. Hungry for all he's made mine. Listen, uh, the father provided it all, but we still have to take possession of what he provided. And this is what, blind Bartimaeus was doing, he was taking possession Mm -hmm. of a miracle, taking possession of the healing he needed. How did he do that? With faith, he called. Amen. Amen. Uh, Romans 4.17, you can turn with me if you would. Romans 4.17 talks about the passage with Abraham. And in that verse, it says faith, talking about Abraham, what he did, he called those things 
which be not as though they were. Notice, faith calls. Faith calls. Faith has a sound to it. I said faith has a sound to it. Faith, Faith will not leave you silent. Faith will leave you talking the right thing, calling the right thing. When you have faith, get that call in your mouth. You know, we look back and I I won't take time to turn there, uh, but I'll reference it. When Abraham, God said, I've made you a father of many nations. Mm -hmm. It said that Abraham believed that, but he didn't call. For 24 years, he believed it without calling it. But when God changed his, his, God saw he wasn't getting it. He wasn't putting it in his mouth. He believed it, but he wasn't saying it. So you can believe something in your heart, but if it doesn't find its way to your mouth, you can believe something and not receive what you believe. So it said that Abraham at one point said to God, what are you going to give me seeing I have no child, seeing I go childless? But God had already told him, I've made you a father of many nations, but Abraham was still calling himself childless. And then Sarah was calling herself, God's withheld a child from me. Well, God wasn't withholding a child. When they did call, they called wrong. (laughs) And so God saw that they're not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not putting it in in their mouth. So he changed their names. Why? To help them put it in their mouth. And within one year after having put it in their mouth, they had a son. 24 years of believing it without calling had nothing. But one year of of believing it and calling it, they had a child. So if we're not careful, we make the mistake of believing something and thinking that that's enough. That's Jesus, that's Jesus said, you'll have whatsoever you say. Yes. Yeah. Your believing has to find its way to your mouth. Right. Yes. That if we believe with our heart and confess yes. with our yes. mouth that Jesus is Lord, yes. you'll be saved, right? Yes. Believe with your heart is what Romans says. Believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Faith has to be in two places. Yes. If it's only in one place, it's not enough. Some people call it, but they don't have faith in their heart. It's in their mouth, but not in their heart. And then it doesn't work. But it can also be in your heart and not in your mouth, and then it won't work there either. It's got to be in the heart and in the mouth. Amen. And this is what we see demonstrated with blind Bartimaeus. What he called Jesus showed it was in his heart. He called him son of David. Have mercy on me. By what he called for, we could tell what was in his heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we see this about about blind Bartimaeus. And so he called. So know this, faith has a call. Call yourself healed. Even when you're you still have symptoms. Call yourself healed. Why? Because you're calling based on your faith and not calling based on your feelings. You're calling based on what you believe. You're not calling based on what you feel. Blind Bartimaeus called Jesus. He didn't, blind Bartimaeus didn't say, I'm blind, I'm blind, I'm blind. He didn't call himself blind. He called Jesus son of David. Have mercy on me. See, he called for what he wanted. He didn't call for what he had. Amen. Amen. Call yourself healed. Call yourself free. Call yourself prosperous. Call yourself blessed. Now, Psalm 107 verse 2 says this, Let the redeemed of the Lord, what? Say so. What's that? Calling. Calling. 
let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He's saying, you're going to have to say you're redeemed. Well, what are you redeemed from? Spiritual death, sickness, poverty, lack, torment, fear. You're redeemed from all of that. So since you're redeemed, it didn't say try to be redeemed. It says let the redeemed. We're already the redeemed. Now the redeemed have a work to do. Say so. Say so. Whom, whom God hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So what are we saying? Anything that's out of the hand of the enemy, we're redeemed from it. Now, you, can I just say this? Be specific. State specifically what you're redeemed from. Because if you just state generally, it's a sign many times you generally believe nothing. But if you'll state specifically, you specifically believe for something. You've got your faith targeted on that, that aspect of God's redemption power for your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. My husband used to make this statement that was so good. He said, your redemption won't work for you until you say so. You can be redeemed and not be enjoying your redemption until you say so. Our saying activates what we're redeemed from. Yes. It activates our redemption. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, faith voice activated yes. redemption yes. is what yes. when is Psalm 107 verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He's saying your saying activates your redemption. That's good. It That's gets right. it moving in your life. Yes. Um, I love that. I love the story of one one minister was saying that he had gotten a new car, and there were features of the car that were voice activated. And he said he saw some people that were <laughs> that owned the same car, and he said he drove up next to them, and they were beating on a certain. They were beating on the dashboard trying to make the car work because they were pushing buttons. It wasn't working because it wasn't button activated. It was voice activated. And they were beating on the, the, the dashboard trying to activate it. They were mad at it, trying to activate it. And he told them it's voice activated, not beating activated. <laughs> I want you to know our redemption is voice activated, not fear activated, not worry activated. Amen. Not guilt activated, not sin consciousness activated. It's the voice of faith activated. Praise the Lord. There's so much in this. My goodness, we barely scratched the surface. You don't want to miss next time because we're going to keep teaching on this. I've been teaching out of my book called The Healer Divine, where I just take the different healings that happened under Jesus' ministry. We studied them. We want you to get hold of your copy of it. You can go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and let us know you want it, and we'll send it right out to you. But remember this, until we see you next time, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your own faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. 
Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.